When I got on the plane, she was already sitting there in the center seat. Her smile was genuine and warm, which immediately gave me pause. I returned the smile, of course, but my mind went another direction. Who is she, I wondered. What does she want? Who does she work for? Paranoid, I know, and unworthy of me. But in those first days after the 9-11 attacks, everyone in my business was a bit edgy. I stowed my gear and my laptop as I sized her up, shedding the overcoat last and bundling it into the overhead compartment. In her late twenties, slender and attractive, with laugh lines around her eyes, I was old enough to be her father. There was a magazine in her lap, but it didn't seem to interest her. In Atlanta on business, she inquired so sweetly that I didn't do what I should have done and just nodded yes. Visiting my folks, I said, for the holidays. She nodded, her light brown hair moving slightly as if in a slight wind. And you, I prompted. Oh, just seeing an old girlfriend, she giggled and added, not that kind of girlfriend. We were roommates in college. I was quite taken by her smile and her bright green eyes, which had a sense of mischief about them. There was work waiting for me on the laptop, but nothing that urgent. I decided to relax and enjoy the ride for once. I fly a lot, but a part of me keeps insisting it is an unnatural process, and the statistics in my head about how unlikely a crash is provide little in the way of comfort. Automatically, I scanned up and down the aisle, looking at the other passengers, looking for a terrorist team that might want to turn this aircraft into a guided missile. Our destination was Chicago, a target-rich environment. The girl looked at me quizzically. You have cop's eyes, she said. Uh, pardon? Cop eyes. You look at things very carefully, like a cop on patrol. Real hard, and you see it all at once. I looked at her appraisingly until she giggled again and held up her hands defensively. Now you're doing it to me. I turned away slightly. She seemed nice, and I didn't want to frighten her. You a cop? I used to be. These days I'm in the insurance business. She snickered. I can't imagine you selling insurance. Not the type at all. Actually, I do risk analysis for the big companies with a consulting firm. She got a line between her eyes as she thought about it. Sounds fascinating. She lied. How did you get into that? I went from being a cop to being a security manager and from there to doing this because I studied mathematics in college. These days it's all about finding the proper algorithm. She nodded and then surprised me by saying, I'll bet you play a mean game of poker too. How did you know? I know a little math myself. I'm an accountant. A CPA? Not yet. Haven't finished my degree yet. I took a fresh look at her. She had housewife hands, hard and dry, and her muscles weren't from working out in a gym. She smiled again and offered her hand. I'm Tammy. Byron, I answered. That's a pretty name. Like Lord Byron? Yeah. 
that you got teased a lot when you were a kid. I tried to smile because she'd hit a sore spot. When I was a kid, when I was in the army, when I was a cop. My parents' idea. They're college professors, real hippies. Tammy must have got something in my tone of voice because she frowned. I have parent problems, too. It was a rough week, huh? My dad and I fought. We usually do these days. She nodded as if it were all too familiar to her. My adolescent rebellion took a weird turn, I explained. There were always the cool parents to my friends, the ones who would offer them a beer and smoke grass. So, naturally, I volunteered for the Army and then became a police officer. She chuckled. Not what they had in mind, huh? Not at all. Dad's a poet, well-published. He wanted me to be a writer like him and thinks that what I write these days is a perversion of my natural talent.